all kinds of reverb and all kinds of delay. Ladies and gentlemen, coming out of track four, it's Lickety Split. <laughs> Pensive silence around the fire. It's a pagan gathering for the family. When I were a young lad, my dad said, Here, son, if there's one thing you do in life, give a folk. I said, Dad, I'm trying to give a folk. He said, You're not giving a folk enough. Just bloody try and give a fool. Give me give a fool, give a fool. I said, Dad, I told her how to give more of a folk. He said, put your shoes on, go into the garden and give a folk. Just do it. Otherwise, there's no dinner. <laughs> I were well hungry, so I went out and I, pri- I just tried and I tried to give a folk. <laughs> and then a little beaver ran out from under a tree and he looked at me. I was like, I give a folk about you. And my dad was standing at the window, nodding and smiling. That was the day I learned to give a folk. Clowns, apples, biscuits, religion. Folk, folk, folk. Death. What a great intro. Migration. <laughs> Films of the 1930s. Spending your money. Shoes. Scented candles. Welcome to this episode of Two Folks. Where we discuss what to give a fook about in your busy lives, rating it from 1 to 10 on the fook score. I'm Marius, and right next to me is... Ow! Hi! Ow! How Hi. are you? I am good, present and correct. Good Pre- morning. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm good, sir. We are here. We it are. is bright. It is sunny. You know it's going to rain when this airs, yes, as you're saying. So is. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be beckoning the thunderstorms, but at this moment, as we record this, it is pretty bright and sunny. Feels like another world out in Stavanger. It's got that Mediterranean smell of the big cruise ships pumping diesel into the sea and uh, <laughs> polluting polluting the <laughs> local landscape and the hotness and people hosing down outside restaurant spaces and staff all looking slightly wide-eyed because they're going to get absolutely hammered by the waves of tourists. <laughs> Um, but it's uh, it's a good morning. I've got a delicious cup of uh, coffee here in my environmentally sound sustainable cup, which I will have a little sip. A little sip. And uh, yeah, um, cycled here, cleaned my bike yesterday, Ooh. cleaned my chains, cleaned all my stuff. Feeling all your stuff or just your bike? Uh, well, I cleaned all my stuff. I also swam in the sea yesterday, so all my stuff is clean. Ooh. So I'm clean. My bike's clean. My conscience? Hmm. Not, not so, so much. Not so much. <laughs> but uh, I'm working on it. Oh, that's good. Uh, those cups of turmeric tea help with that. Turmeric. 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 The new rapper on the street. Turmeric. <laughs> Uh, and you, please tell me, start with describing your outfit from the socks upwards. <laughs> <laughs> why the socks? Well, you know why. Uh, they're green and yellow and white, and I have a black short 
on mm. and a black t-shirt mm. any more details you no, want to know it's good you're in style <laughs> you're in uniform oh you're thinking about the graphic on the socks maybe well i was perhaps meaning that we as we are yet to have two fuchs branded socks uh marius has filled in with a very nice uh, message on a <laughs> pair of socks it says, a, says fook off it says fook just off. just like the original mm. spelling of it yeah and the middle finger mm. well mm. there it is the it, bird it might get taken a photo of it and put on the gram we could do it on the gram the gram the gram and also speaking of uh themed or branded items um I'm at this moment just in the process of getting some prints made, uh, also featuring the two Fuchs double thumb up, uh, which is from a drawing I did. So maybe that's something we can offer to the fan club. To the fan club. To the fans. We love in the fans. And uh, yeah, get something out to the two Fuchs listening community, all two of you. I'm only joking. <laughs> You're lo- joking. There's loads of you out there. There's loads of them. Some of you in Spain. Some of you in Abu Dhabi. Some of you in. Uh, I wonder. All sorts I s- of crazy I'm still places. wondering who that guy or the person in Spain is. Yep, I still haven't heard. Oh, Buenos we, dias. Como we, ha- está? we had a new episode drop this morning. Mm. That's news to me. Live at 6 a.m. Oh my gosh. Not dirty magazines. <laughs> <laughs> More's the shame. <laughs> uh, let's see. More dirty, not not dirty magazines. The dropping last this morning. episode, we have one in Spain. Still, the person in Spain. Mm-hmm. And in Norway and in the UK, already. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thank you, people. Uh, it it genuinely was often a little bit weird because we continue doing this and then go on with our busy lives. As Marius says, and him saying that is literally following me around 24 hours a day in your busy lives. Because it's such a nice way of saying it. And then we drop the episodes and it's, I mean, you don't know with a podcast. I mean, all you see is numbers and stuff. But the fact that it is being listened to is just wonderful. I know. And I've been recommending it to people. Uh, a good friend of mine, old friend of mine, who's uh, good or old. He's living both. A little bit older, very good friend. A good old friend. A good old friend. A good old good friend old, of mine. Back for the good old boys. <laughs> back in the mines. Um, he lives. He lives a busy life because he's living smack bang in the middle of London. Ooh. Ooh. and he he is he feels the feels the burn of that busy metropolis yeah i drove through london one time Mm. in a rental car Mm -hmm. we had been on i think a festival Mm. the download festival yeah i know so we rented a car to go there and on the way back to the airport Mm. my girlfriend asked if we could drive through london Um, oh oh, how little she knew (laughs) i'm like um it's could not we, like driving through a nice little village. Could, could we not? <laughs> but she's like, ah, I want to, I want to, I want to drive through there. But she's not driving. Oh. I'm, I'm doing the driving part oh. on the opposite side of what I'm used to. So we drove through London City, and in the afternoon, <laughs> I think we spent two hours driving through London. I can believe it. All of a sudden, I was at. Like right uh, with uh, Buckingham Palace. Mm. 
And I'm like, should we be here on uh, a road in yeah. a car? And I'm like, no, but there were other cars driving there, so. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. it would almost like driving. It's awful. Yeah, and the word, the phrase driving through London is almost a bit of an oxymoron because it's it to drive through London as a singular entity is is impossible because yeah. it just is endless. It's not one line through London no. City. But also for an English person growing up somewhere that isn't London, there is this misconception you think of London as a place, a single place, like you can go to London. But everybody who lives in London lives in districts of London and yeah. they are going from one to the other or not. Uh, so this idea that you go to London, what, which bit? No, I'm going to London. Yeah. Where? Where in London? <laughs> Where in London? It's like a it country. Seven, eight million people in Greater London, more than the population of Norway Yeah, is in, lives in Greater London. That's a big place with a lot of people. But not a lot, lot of roads and it is it so is it's awful i i, I do uh, i don't know i i i've have grown to f- be fond of it but only from a distance in a way fond of driving in london no, or no 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 that's no, what i was no, talking no. about oh, yeah that's just <laughs> insane yeah <laughs> totally insane yeah but I did. I do quite. I got a kick a couple of years ago when I went over to go to an exhibition of Richard Diebenkorn paintings, who I love. The painter Richard Diebenkorn, he's my favourite painter. So go and check him out. Um, rare to have his works in the UK, and I went from Norway to London just to see that exhibition. Really, and then I engaged in some heavy duty commuting around on the tubes and walking just for fun to try yeah, and see how much ground I could cover when, when my god things were far from each other yeah and but you look on the, a map and you're like yeah I can get from there to there mm-hmm. no no you can't you silly legged person <laughs> your legs will drop off if you try and manage that loop and you're like oh yeah I can definitely do that loop yeah you just have to hour. get on one train and then you have to go to another station and then oh, jump man. on another train it is bonkers <laughs> it is properly bonkers uh, but I'm proud of what London is, and especially at the moment, having uh, spent a lot of time rereading old stuff to do with Shakespeare and medieval <laughs> London and the society and the melting pot that is the great old cities of England. It's stuff to be proud of. I don't know what particularly there is to be proud of at the moment in England. Maybe our English listeners will throw back some comments about things that are emerging from the current state of uh bonkersness mm, but uh especially not brexit especially brexit or mm. what brexit echoes out into the public landscape what is brexit what is brexit <laughs> listen to a previous episode to find out <laughs> not because <laughs> nobody knows um episode three Episode three. We've got our episode log right here. Yeah. Episode three is Brexit toilets. <laughs> um, right. I feel as I cup my ear and listen to the landscape ahead, a mighty bassoon of Fook echoing down the valley, uh, and uh, it heralds the uh, new topics of the day, and the firing chalice is passed. To you, Marius. From the Fook book. From the Fook Directly book. from the Fook book. Fresh. Fresh. 
from the food book. Fresh out of the food book. Fresh out of the food book. What do you think we should <coughs> be giving a fook about today? Have you heard we all have 24 hours in the day before? Uh, this is a shocking news to you. Oh, huh? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Lay this on me is an articulated idea. We have 24 hours in a day, all of us. Mm. We sleep some of them. Mm. We work some of them. Mm. We have commitments. Mm. We um, have duties to do around the home. But what do you do outside those hours or outside those commitments? Do you have a hobby? A hobby. Ooh, a hobby. Do you have a hobby, Al? That is a big question, Marius. Do I have a hobby? What is a hobby? That's what I would almost have to say. What is a hobby? Um, I, I just, I'm going to have to flag it up for the listeners. We've talked about this before, Marius and I. Um, quite a lot, actually. Quite a lot, but I want to... I don't want that to cloud our hammering back and forth of uh, what food giving food giving is about in relation to the idea of a hobby. Um, I guess I have hobbies. We've we've joked about it more than we talked about it, really. All right, all right. Well, let's knuckle down. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Let's strap on our fook uh, fook straps, fook straps, and get <laughs> get down to it. Yeah. Um, my uh, hobby. Um, range radar I, I think changed um, some time ago uh, in conversation with you that cropped up because my wonderful grandfather said to me uh, when I was young that uh, as I was doing school and education and things that was all very serious and I wanted to pursue art and creative stuff and he said well that's a very nice hobby but yeah dot 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 and for a good 20 if not 30 years i carried around that mantle of oh i'll show you in a positive sense like this is this is not just a hobby this means something this is a lifestyle this is whatever um and obviously creative stuff consumes a lot of my private time yeah but i see that as my life I think that changed a little bit when as I got a bit older and kids came along and I sort of partitioned my time a little bit and looked at my creative work as something that actually helps me a great deal and something that I enjoy doing and something that's a, a place to relax in a way and express things about life itself. And I felt that that phrase that he uttered to me, it's a good hobby, but you will have to do other things in life to bring money and find a stability and work with other people but the creative work will be there for you yeah. always and much like he did uh, creative <clears throat> stuff with engineering tools and stuff outside of what his regular work was when he was uh, working I was suddenly like ah okay perhaps this is a way of rephrasing um, you've caught me on the hop because I have also had hobby as a topic uh, to bring up mm -hmm. and <clears throat> in England I found a wonderful book that my grandfather gave my mum when she was young called Painting as a Hobby Boom! 
Uh, and there is a wonderful introduction to that. It's written in the 60s about how seriously one takes a hobby. It is a decisive pursuit. It's something you're passionate about. Yeah, perhaps more than your job, more than your commitments. Your hobby can be the thing that actually you keeps you feel, going. Yeah, keeps you going and defines you. Um, so hobbies, I guess I could say I've wasted 20 years of my life not seeing creative stuff as a hobby, but trying to see it as a career, whereas it's a part of me. It's something I dearly love to do and explore. And fortunately, I've worked hard at it, so I can afford to put time off to do it. But it's helped seeing it in a more sort of rigid structure to say that's time to do that. And now that time is done, I'm going to go do something else. As opposed to, oh, the creative vision and I can't express myself and I'm <laughs> dying in creative and no one understands. Everybody understands, it's fine. Yeah. You fight that corner. You make it important. Um, what was it about the idea of a hobby that made you want to bring it up? Is it something you see in your life as uh, representing some of the things you do? I think it's a huge benefit to keeping yourself sane mm. and keeping a form of eustress. Mm. Do you mean like a kind of almost setting yourself things to achieve in a way? Yeah, but more you you have to you have to bring money to the table so you can pay the bills and and all that and pay for your hobbies. <laughs> pay for your hobbies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some hobbies are expensive though. Well, this was the thing that kind of flipped around in my head was like thinking I almost have to be a, 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 I applaud if there's any artists out there who throw all their money and all their life at their art and they have house, house bills and family bills and stuff. I'm going to do this. Bravo if you can do that. I struggle to do that. Yeah. I've always felt that the money that goes into my art has to come from art and yeah. I have to kind of try and keep that sustainable. And I'm almost a bit apologetic to myself to be like, no, you can't spend too much money on that. Then you look at people, we said about yachts. Yachts, fast cars, old cars, collecting things, enjoyments of any kind, hobbies, pursuits, holidays. All of these things are uses of money for enjoyment. Yeah, it is. People who have hobbies are tending to put that money that they have or collect towards something that they consider like you said essential nourishing for them personally perhaps we're being a little bit too kind on the the the, the framework of what we call nourishing and uh, essential because <laughs> i'm guessing some people's hobbies might then also lean into unhealthy possibly unhealthy yeah in different ways um and any anything that is taking time some money and becomes something that you habitually do uh if you can see it as a constructive hobby then that's a good thing if it maybe doesn't stack up as that is it still a hobby i don't know i don't know either what do you guys think, listeners? Uh, uh, 
he would always is wild big game hunting a hobby when you're out shooting lions and standing next to them and being photographed just for the photo just for the photo mm-hmm. uh i don't know maybe it's an expensive hobby that's an expensive i hobby. guess mm. what other hobbies are popular hobbies wonder what the like like normal I hobby guess, yeah Cycling, maybe? Cycling, running, working out, yoga. Yoga, reading. Reading, uh, hiking. Drinking. Drinking, (laughs) especially here in Norway. (laughs) That's a good hobby. What are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm just working on my hobby. (laughs) Friday and Saturday night. (laughs) I just discovered this great bar. I'm going to look more into that. <laughs> and into the bottom of the glass. Yeah, especially bottom of the glass. What uh, are you doing Sunday? Um, huh? I'm doing... Well, well, yeah, no, no. no, let's just not talk about Sunday. I, I think like that, that placing in a framework of things that you are doing, being very present in your frame of mind, um, you can call that in contemporary net speak mindfulness or wokeness wokeness are you woke i was woke uh the i think that helps quite a lot coming back to whatever your work commitments are or your other things that you do are or if you're driving or you're doing something if you're able to see it as a a self-contained thing and like we've talked previously about the single tasking um if you have your hobby pursuit you have the time to really single-mindedly focus on that and then you go and single-mindedly meet your partner you make some food you do your laundry you read your book you go for a walk you uh, go to work you have a meeting like i think that sort of sense of um structure and priority is quite a healthy thing that yeah. maybe the hobbying brings in um i mean i know that there's a a lot of uh again s- uh, stigma that comes with the word hobby as though it's not serious like it's uh just something that you do for fun or you're not yeah. gonna it's not <clears throat> and it still kind of makes your skin crawl a little bit do something for fun how dare you do something just for fun mm-hmm. what a waste of time um but like model railways or stamp collecting i mean aren't these things a wonderful way of <laughs> enjoying kind of being aware and engaged with something i think it's healthy and like we talked about the um, holidaying taking a break from everyday life which is basically the same you do when you do something you enjoy that can fit into that category kind of yeah yeah it can be whatever you want it to be i guess you don't have to categorize it you just have to well then falls down the concept of our podcast yeah, yeah, but, but i mean <laughs> like you said you can you put it in a category like that but mm. I what? think it's I think it's healthy. What are your hobbies? 
podcasts. Hey! 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 See, I'm already factoring that into stuff, uh, something I just do. <laughs> yeah, right? But uh, good point. Yeah. It's a hobby. I enjoy doing it. And I would probably do it if nobody was listening. Maybe that's what we do anyway. Yeah. In exercising trains of thought, which yeah. is a very good hobby. Hobby. Uh, hiking. Dun, 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 dun. I am hiking. Hiking, Viking. Um, I've had. I'm seeing some because I not anybody can see this because we don't yeah. run into the live uh, YouTube podcast Joe Rogan style thing yeah. at this moment. But Marius, you do have some very beautiful cameras up on your shelves. I do. Would enjoy... you consider photography a hobby? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It's pretty, pretty bold. Yeah. <laughs> Hiking, photography, podcasting. I've had several hobbies earlier as well. Mm. I was scuba diving. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. When I start doing something, I do it a lot. Mm. And then life happens and I drift off doing something else. Mm-hmm. Um, before I moved to, um, I lived in Florida for a year. Florida? Yeah. Okay. Um, and before I moved there, that was in 2011. Okay. I was diving a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I did some diving over there, but it wasn't the same. So I kind of lost interest for it. You'd been diving here. In Norway. And you, yeah. Yeah. But then when I moved there, I... It wasn't the same with, um, we just jumped in the water, like 10 people at a time. We swam around by ourselves, Mm -hmm. like in a group, but we, we, it wasn't like the structure I was used to here. Mm. Here we, we had two or three people diving at the same time and we stuck together and explored. And when it was time to go up, we went up. And it was a lot to to watch, and uh, no, I, that sounds great. Yeah, it was. We should have a two Fuchs diving, diving day out. Yeah, um, one would believe that it would be more to look at mm. in Florida with clear water and stuff like that. But I actually like diving here in Norway more than well, it's there. rich waters i mean yeah uh, from plant life and uh w- from what i believe i follow a couple on instagram of like diving centers in the area yeah um, you, i mean it's, i mean it's another world things it's another world it's another in world. the same world yeah but it was it was like, i, I want to do diving again at one point but it takes a lot of time but it sounds like a hobby. It is a hobby. It's, and and there's nothing wrong with picking up and putting down a hobby. No. When another hobby is being enjoyed and pursued. We are multifaceted beings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes my tendency for the idea of hobby-related stuff or pursuits, because art is such a uh, kind of center pin of my life i'm often very wary of 
other things and the tendency to want to maybe do them and perhaps I have slightly pursued one or two in previous times but more often than not I'll then say you know what I that extra time for that hobby or pursuit or interest would then eat into the art or creative time of making pictures or formulating stuff around that world yeah so maybe i've not pursued some things um but art is a big welcoming hobby group and i mean definitely at the moment now i'm reading again a lot more and composing kind of prose and it all feels like it's actually part of the same process so it's like ah right i've kind of reminded myself you can put hobbies together true and let them cross hobby pollinate (laughs) i wonder if that's ever been said before (laughs) cross hobby pollination Hmm. interesting Uh, word um and get nourishment from where the reading of a book and the looking at a picture and the idea of a new piece of news or information and a particular place will all mash together and give you a sense of ah yes here I am, this is that. Um, that was a nourishing experience. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I wonder what hobbies our listeners have popping into their heads that they are doing. I want, I want, uh, I want hobby feedback. Well, I want give uh, us hobby feedback. Give on us Instagram. hobby feedback. What's your hobby? What's your What's your hobby? What, hit what hit you us doing? up with your hobby on uh, the gram. Are you hobbying whilst you're listening? Ooh. Are you hobbying whilst you're listening to the Two Fuchs podcast? Rambling uh, away. What what are you doing? Are you thinly slicing onions? Is that a hobby? (laughs) (laughs) To pickle them. Pickling. This this weekend, I was actually looking into blacksmithing. Were you? Heavy metal. Heavy metal. (laughs) Warm heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hot heavy metal. Hot heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> That's fascinating. I was looking for blacksmithing um, facilities. Course? Yeah. Or there's one at yeah. this. Uh, well, they have a forge at the Steiner School out in Marigo. Oh, really? Hmm. I don't know if they use that for anything uh, for the public, hmm. but they certainly use it for the school. Interesting. Mm, very much so. I was. Uh, very excited um, by that particular thing when we went to a Steiner School Open Day and uh, one of the teaching areas is a forge uh, Hmm. for learning how to blacksmith. And it was like, really? That's wonderful. That's pretty cool. Um, My great-grandfather that would be the father of my grandfather right yeah yeah he he was a blacksmith was he yeah where was that which part of norway in yashta in where in yashta excuse me yashta 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 i don't know where that is i'll tell you where it is come on it's uh in uh the south, southern part of norway okay in a county called no county no, not a county. Commune. Uh, Fylke. Fylke. Uh, uh, state. 
county. It would be county. Kommune. Kommune. Kommune is state. County. State is fylke. Kommune is... County. County. Stavanger is the county of Rogaland, which is the state of Norway. Okay. And Ista, is that what you said? Yashta. Yashta! It's the... Sounds like a rapper. Yashta! Yashta! <laughs> that is the county. Okay. And the state is Austagder. So it's more on the southeast part of Norway. Yeah. It's just a small village with like 2,000 people. Okay. We want someone from... Yashta. To hit us up. If you're listening from there or near there, in Yashta, let us know. Yeah, because that yeah, star, Yashta, Yashta. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new catchphrase. Yeah, Yashta, Yashta. I like it. It's it's kind of positive, but it also doesn't sound particularly Norwegian uh, in the way it's pronounced. But I guess it is. It's great. I yeah, like it. Yeah, we have we have commune um, weapon. Oh really? Uh, that is a uh, you know no, but you know the um, municipal weapon. <laughs> that sounds really county weapon. County weapon. County weapon. <laughs> uh, no, there's you know Stavanger has like the picture of like yeah the, the, um, the sign. crest. The what? We'd call it a crest. Crest, yeah. Mm. Um, the crest for Yashta. Yashta are actually three knives. Is it really? It's really that. Ah, which reminds me of the sculpture just on the coast by Stavanger, which is three swords. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're knives, not swords. I know, but it's still three... Uh, three of them. Sharp implements. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously it's a theme. Yeah. Is it on the coast? Or is no, it inland? It's kind of inland. But it's not mm-hmm. too far from the coast. Okay. Yashta! Yashta! I love it. Yeah. I think we've got a great catchphrase there yeah. out of this. <laughs> Uh, and all of these things, uh, areas of interest, relate to hobbies. I, mm. I feel like it's basically anything that isn't what you kind of have to do. Yeah. It's is, what you want to do. It's, it's not what, what you, you have do. to do. It's, yeah. It's what you want to do. And if you can make money of things you enjoy doing, mm. great. If not, it'll make you happier. Mm. And we're not encouraging illicit activity there, uh, like being able to make money from things that you like to do. <laughs> but uh, uh, don't proceed, quit. With, proceed with caution. Don't quit your Legally. job. And, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's... Uh, well, you say don't quit your job. This is a funny one because it makes me think of like the comedian Jimmy Carr, who I think was a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> did you not know that? <laughs> no, I didn't. He was an office bod... The uh, one with the funny laugh. Yeah. I just yeah. did. And he and yeah. he up into his thirties was regular working Joe or Jimmy. Yeah. And always had a passion for uh, pursuing I think uh, joke and stand up stuff and he just he he went all in and made when, the switch. When I say don't quit your job to pursue your hobby, I mean don't quit your job if you have like commitments to yeah things or people or people around you or other if you're stuff. in a position that you're able to quit your job and pursue your hobby mm. do it if it's going to put you in uh, economic difficulty i would say and also from an artist having always worked 
several different things alongside creative work then do it carefully the trick is to see how one reflects the other yeah instead of thinking a lack of one will mean a beneficial increase of the other because it simply doesn't work like that yeah the only way to go is to double down and embrace it and in that seeing what you do every day and even the commitment stuff as a form of expression yeah um, but I think that's I think that's great. I am so glad you brought it up. I will another day bring painting as a hobby the uh, the book to uh, read a little bit of that intro text because I it. think that really firms up what you've been trying to say uh, here. And yeah, well, I mean, how how can you not rate the pursuit of things that you care about highly? I mean. You just laid that one up like you're going to drive it into a hole in one down the 18th hole. The 10th hole. The te- You were so ahead of me there. I so give it a hole in one at the 10th hole. A hole in one at the 10th. That's 10 for 10. 10 for 10. Hobbies 10. Yeah. I'm going to say hobbies 10. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, I think the thing, I was conscious I had forgot something in my line of thought, and it was every... Nine out of ten minutes used on social media and even time on computers and stuff. If you switch that out with doing some of the stuff that you actually are passionate about, it's a it's a a very rewarding use of your time. Yeah. Um, so I would say to everybody, f- embrace that hobby idea. Put put the phone down stop the scrolling walk in the garden tidy a bookcase uh, jump m- in the water with a pickle some carrots uh pickle carrots like, sounds um, awful preserving stuff you know what i mean i ate pickled carrots yesterday they were great instead of a hot dog i put a pickled carrot in a bun with all the accoutrements really oh my god it was great best vegetarian hot dog Ooh, i've ever me. had i know who'd have thought not me. I know. I was. I was like, has no one else figured out this hack? Everybody else was eating hot dogs at a family barbecue thing. Hot dog. And someone brought a big jar of pickled veg, and I did all the layup with the cheese, the pickled onions, the coleslaw, the hot sauce in the wrap, and then I just put a big pickled carrot in the middle, like the hot dog would be. Just yeah. slam it in there. Rolled it up, started chowing down, and was like, gosh darn it people i am in a world of enjoyment and there is no death <laughs> no death here not in this particular mouthful anyway what about the cheese uh cheese again good cheese Osterhuset, responsible cheese i know my sources it's uh i'm For not factoring in death into that particular cheese you're a responsible guy i, I tried to be speaking about food speak about it <laughs> <gasps> opening the cabinet Oh my god, what is that? Amarius has just opened a cupboard to, to reveal what can only be described as noodles of varying kinds. Oh no, these can't be for me. Are these for me? They are for you. Oh my gosh. This is for me though. This is what you were talking about. Yeah. Hot chicken flavor ramen. Big bowl. 
<laughs> I was thinking we could have this here today. What an incredible idea. I brought chopsticks. Holy crap. You know how to use chopsticks, right? I do. You, I, I really you, do. You seem like a guy who knows your way around chopsticks. So I... <laughs> <laughs> is I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing a food boost literally just us enjoying this bowl of noodles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is exciting. This is very exciting, and it's halal. It's halal. <laughs> halal. Oh wow. Well, okay. I could get so sucked into that bowl of noodles that I'm going to completely uh, s- uh, screw up the middle of the episode here. We're going to slurp through the. We no- will consciously slurp those noodles with full focus in yep. in in in, uh, in not too long or in another episode when you're listening a later day dear listener a food um, boost it's just it's gonna be just an justin bieber a, se- a separate episode with this yeah oh my god oh mm, oh oh my goodness oh my goodness you were a generous man thank so you so are you wow wow I did give you a bottle of Satan's gravy. Oh, so, uh, it's so good. Scarily good. And, uh, I gave some to my Icelandic hot sauce loving friend as well. It's, and she flipped it's out. It's really good. Yeah. Satan's gravy, I might have to say, along with Tabasco, just because if that's old school, and Midsummer hot sauce, just because that's good, Satan's gravy is probably my favorite hot sauce I've ever had. Mind you. It's probably my... Satan's gravy. Satan's gravy is probably my favorite hot sauce I've ever had in my life. Satan's gravy is probably the best hot sauce I've ever had oh in my, my life God. as well. That's a big statement. Yeah. When you think of like hot but one sauce lineup oh. and all those sauces, I wonder what they all taste like. But I haven't tried I all of them. I crave that sweet, hot, smoky, round flavor of the. Mm. It makes me think, what can I make for dinner that allows me to have it? <laughs> it's. It's good. Right. Have you tried the chipotle Tabasco sauce? Maybe, but not recently. It's good. Is that good? That's the best Tabasco sauce. Hmm. When you set your phone on do not disturb, does that not mean... When they call twice, they go through. The Fuchs will be right back after this short break. So, hobbies, 10? 10. 10. Yeah. Done. 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 Well done, hobby. Activity. Well done, hobby. I think that over the tides... What is that I can see? A oh, boat? A ferry? Yeah, and it's coming towards me. <gasps> From Tau? It might be. I did literally see one of those this morning. It's a bit weird you're saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, with its big gaping car fillable mouth opening up. <laughs> going, um, give me your tourism. Give me your car. Give me your car. I'm going to swallow it. I'm going to be like the whale and you're going to be my Jonah. <laughs> I'm going to swallow you up and then vomit you up onto a beach somewhere else in a fjordic landscape. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which would be great, yeah, uh, if it wasn't for all the emissions. Yeah. Uh, so maybe. are they going to do electric ferries here soon? I heard that either that or there was a plan to move all of the big boats uh, to arriving out in Tananga, further out on the coast, and then L- electric busing all the tourists in. 
But no, I'm, think I'm that... thinking about the. Um, oh, the, the uh, boats from in in like the, the. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. They built all these very expensive tunnels Ooh. to replace the bus route. Um, to replace the ferries. boat ferries. Yeah. So I don't quite know what the idea is. And I was thinking about that this morning, seeing the bu- the boat come in across the water. This is all quite Stavanger related knowledge, but we do have to accept that quite a lot of our listeners will be here. The cruise ship? Well, no more the like the car ferries and stuff, because also building these tunnels under the sea with this huge infrastructure that's happened in Rogland, Western Norway. Which we can't see. Which we can't see. Under the sea. Under the sea. Under the sea. (laughs) I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Visions of Little Mermaid. Yep. Um, That is to relieve... I don't... I'm not quite sure what it's for. I guess it's to increase traffic in and out of the city to aid uh, development uh, out on the islands... Uh, workflow commuting etc the issue with that is of course it increases car travel um and cars unless everything's electric cars but it's all still single lane so the delays will be ridiculous and your l your electric car will run out of battery and you'll be stuck two miles under the sea uh I, I and I I can't quite wrap my head around it, but someone must have wanted it all to happen, and it's cost a hell of a lot of money yeah. and whatever. Uh, if all cars were replaced by electric bus pods uh, that just moved constantly, like a conveyor belt, allowing people to get on and off, it would all be perhaps a little bit more feasible, like a uh, metro system. Yeah. But that doesn't seem to be the idea. Maybe it is the idea long term. I don't know. Hey, planning infrastructure politician people, what's the idea with that? They don't even know. They don't even know, sadly. I, side note, am slightly concerned that people in politics running the city really don't have a clue what's going on and don't really care. (laughs) But let's use that as a transition because... My topic for this week, following on from hobbies, is a topic that I also think you are quite keen on. Lean, keen McKean. And... Drop it like it's hard. Drop it like it's hard. (laughs) (laughs) Copyright pending. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It is sleep. Oh, your face is lit up. Oh. Now, sleep. I, w- I wanted to take sleep on your list. Yeah, it's but I wanted to dive more into it before I brought it up. But okay, no, but okay. Well, let's do I'm, it like I'm this. Ready. Let's d- check me out. Check me out. Check you out. Check me out. I'm then. checking you out right check me now. Out. Sleep part one. Uh huh. Oh, a boom. That was a fook hand grenade. Yeah, a, head, a friendly one, of course. Yeah. Uh, a a fook uh, blossom uh, on a tree that will continue to blossom. A fook seed. So we'll do it. Sleep part one. Sleep and part only one. because uh, this is a huge topic. It's so big, and I get the feeling that if you know, then you know, mm-hmm. and if you don't know, you don't You're... know how big it is. No. And it this doesn't mean that you just like to sleep. 
no. long this, in the this mornings. Is it doesn't mean that you just, I need more sleep. For me, at least. This is more uh, scientific around the... Well, that's what you're getting all excited about. You're yeah. like, you're like, you're popping with excitement here. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll throw out some of my thoughts on sleep, and we can knock those back and forth, mm-hmm. and then we can come back. and And if you want to bring it up another day, we can then just build on it. Um, the we've both read uh, or dipped into the same text, which is a wonderful book on sleep by the author. Can you find it whilst I'm chuntering away here? Um, Matthew uh, something yeah good point Um, and one of the things that he brings up in that is this fascinating thing about sleep which is from an evolutionary perspective he's called Matthew Walker Matthew Walker and the book is called Why We Sleep yeah have you read the whole thing no uh, but it's uh, I'm still wading through the psychic cosmos that is Italo Calvino's Cosmo Comics which is just unbelievable at bedtime um but he makes this great point in the introduction about the uh, evolutionary primal vulnerability that sleep presents and why it's such a curious thing because it puts us in all our millennia as beings trying to fight for survival at such a risk suddenly we are lay motionless can't respond to threats and risks there but there is this essential need for this sleep this this, this act or this phenomena that accounts for if not half then quite a lot of our life it's the a third of a life a third of a life let's put it like that yeah it brings us to an almost think about what we said last episode or a few episodes ago when we were recording uh i'm not going to say it now because then i would actually tease a topic that hasn't come out to the public yet. to the public yet but it puts us into a state like we are before we're born and after we pass on we are in a state in touch with the beyond uh in touch with eternity we are not in the outside world we are in the inside world and I think the more I've really tried I haven't tried I've I've almost been getting more and more excited by the prospect of sleep and I'm at this point now where I don't see sleep as the end of my day I see it as like the beginning of the next day of, the, of just the beginning of something yeah. so I, I get ready for bed and I'm like excited right. about it Let's let's do this. Let's do this. Let's let's begin. And then you go into sleep in this like really excited almost frame of mind. Not that you're looking for some recharge or or rest in a way, but that you're you're diving in to this big space. Uh big which, part of your life. Yeah, this big part of your life and I don't know. I'm just it's it's remarkable. Um I've always slept kind of to sleep. 
yeah the rest and also with having kids when you don't get sleep properly that really messes with you mm-hmm. um you realize you need some sleep and then you realize how much sleep you can survive on not a lot and mm-hmm. then you go into survival mode I can achieve X, Y, and Z on so little sleep. You can power sleep. That's not the sort of sleep I'm talking about. No. I'm talking about a kind of sleep where you're like, oh. You wake up and you feel like... You're already streets ahead Mm -hmm. as you wake up. Um, And I've been writing some prose and stuff about it, but I won't go into that. Sleep, what does it mean to you? A third of my life. A third of my life. Because <laughs> you've been getting quite wrapped up in the book. You've read more of the book. Have you read the whole book? No, I haven't read the whole book. I've, uh, I saw, I found his TED Talk. I have not seen that. It's like 17 or 18 minutes. And there's an episode on Joe Rogan podcast with him. For Is there really? Yeah. Wheels he- within wheels. I heard that last week, actually. The same with his TED Talk. So, I recently bought a sleep tracker mm-hmm. um, to see how I sleep, how many times I wake up during the night, and what kind of sleep I'm getting. Mm. How's that been? It's been disappointing. How come? Because I'm a morning person, mm. without a doubt. So if I go to bed at 12 mm. or midnight, mm. I wake up at 6 o'clock mm. and I can't sleep anymore. Because Do you need to sleep more? Yeah. You know, you surprised me here. I'm going to pick you up on this. And I'm gonna, um, some of our listeners are going to be maybe picking you up on this. Yeah. If you said it whilst we were recording. I thought you were an early to bed man. I am, but yeah. but if, you say twelve o'clock. I'm like, what? What wild child is this? But w- if I go to bed, I don't like to yeah. go to bed that that late. Mm. Ideally, I would like to be in bed between nine and nine thirty. Mm. That uh, was what I thought you'd say. Yeah, before. that's that's my jam. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of James Brown. Yeah, and get up at between 5.30 and 6 a.m. Mm. That's my ideal night of sleep. But even if I go to bed at 9.30 and wake up at 5.30, my sleep tracker says six and a half. Oh, weird. Yeah. And I have... Could I offer the, the and, technological and I thought, aspect? Is Is it necessary? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Between seven and nine hours is like the minimum is seven hours. Interesting. If you have... Tell, yeah, tell new parents that. Yeah. <laughs> That's why genuinely anybody out there who hasn't got kids or has had kids that have grown up, like there is a reason why a big swathe of the population look like they've just been hit by a car. Yeah. Because I'm, it I'm really s- messes with you. Yeah. I'm so surprised how bad... The lack of sleep is for mm. a human. Mm. People always joke, oh, I'm, I'm going to sleep when I'm dead or I'm going to sleep when I'm old or... Mm. Well, if you... That's that survival 
modes yeah, speaking, if, that's if, that I'm trying to protect myself and if you, if you do I, that yeah. your life is going to be shorter mm. for sure mm. the, um, the, there's a lot of diseases that can diseases you said or like there's there's a lot of bad things that can happen to your body if you don't get enough sleep uh, your body produces fighter cells that will attack cancer cells uh, and if you get one night of four hours of sleep the body produces 70% less of those fighter cells interesting with only one night of four, four hours because I think about I mean this uh, my my wife like a lot of uh, mothers uh, I mean as uh, every dad out there I'm with you I hear you you're doing a good job but you cannot be as tied uh, to your child corrupted yeah. internally uh, uh, and and physically by a, a new child unless you're literally on your own with that child even so there's some very 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 uh disruptive physiological connection that carrying the child and then the child being near does to mothers yeah and my wife and i, I think it's clear that a lot of new mothers and mothers i i think there are some pretty interesting signs that this is then just becomes part of life in general yeah as um parents grow older it absolutely destroys the ability to sleep properly. i can imagine and my wife i think it was two years more or less before she could get back to being able to sleep properly really yeah and i mean it, 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 she's back to it now yeah irrespective of what i tried to do in that period um you can't make the child sleep better you can't make the body not react to the child yeah uh, the brain the body it's uh, so that importance of sleep is uh, that shows when you cannot control it what damage it does but i wonder if that's something that goes i mean since that is a part of evolution for sure if that's something the body takes like into consideration I think that so, but not then saying now you have to go back to work now you have to start doing yeah. normal life again that's the bit that doesn't work so well because True. then you're having to get up at six o'clock in the morning put your clothes on get in the car drive to work dance around for nine hours come home do all of that that's not the natural bit true there, there's probably evolutionarily speaking the need for a different kind of life pattern in that that period yeah um but the benefits and pluses of sleep i mean what sort of signs have you seen or experienced uh in your sort of working life and your daily life when sleep has been better have you sort of been like oh i can feel i slept well or does it just make things easier it probably make make things feel easier like you say and 
I don't think about it as much. Mm. But when I don't get enough sleep, I can feel it more. Mm. And I notice that I haven't got enough sleep mm. compared to when I do get enough sleep. Mm. As I've been sort of thinking more about the... the oh, ooh, I'm going to sleep like, oh, I'm going to dive into this water. Like, oh, all in. Um... I think it's also made the idea, it's played a little bit with my idea of waking as well and what it means to be awake. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a funny way, and I will have to come back to this or unpack it, or you guys out there are going to have to wait for my book of prose, which I will publish at some point in the future, which kind of refers to this. But there's this idea of actually always being awake in your mental life and the sleeping is a body process but you shouldn't treat sleep as though it's a shutdown no but you are always you awake and as you wake in the morning it's not like you're suddenly hitting go you've been going you've been on and as your body wakes you're kind of just assembling the group to continue what you've been doing through the night trek and i think the more i've thought about that the more it means there's almost this need for a double wake like and this is maybe what the hipster term woke comes for like you might be awake but are you woke yeah um i think there's some truth in that because being awake does not mean you're engaged with what you're doing if you're not a morning person yeah and you have to work regularly mm. like all of the other people around getting up at 6 a.m or mm. 7 a.m your brain won't function until like midday yeah because that's your genes telling you that this is how you work should you then be thinking about finding a work style or a way of doing things that fits better with your natural patterns it would be ideally life yeah that would be better for your guidance counselor all right Stephen. you uh tend not to wake up properly until 12 o'clock uh, around <laughs> lunchtime uh and you tend to stay up through the night a little bit irritable and your perfect sleeping time is around 12 midnight to uh to uh, 12 noon so I'm going to uh, recommend uh, either nightclub bouncer. I don't know how your mum will feel about that. Beginning that at the age of 14. Uh, you'll certainly get in with the ladies, uh, Stephen. Uh, or we're going to uh, recommend shift work out on an oil platform, uh, yeah. which would also be ideal for you, Stephen. Uh, especially in the long summer and winter months where it's all sun or all night. Uh, so hoping that's been some helpful advice for you, Stephen. <laughs> Uh, try and be a little, little bit earlier next week Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> since you hardly look awake right now and it's 9 o'clock in the morning <laughs> but that would be interesting if you could like actually coordinate your life pattern out of what rhythms you have and uh, it should be like that some truth right there but it's right. not no but it doesn't mean it can't be it just means it isn't it just means it isn't true or it doesn't feel like it is yeah because there's people everywhere that do everything. I mean, grocery stores are open from 7 in the morning to 
11 in I watched this great food video yesterday about a lady called uh, Mama Jo who was born in Greece moved to New York in when she was 16, 17 and runs a breakfast cart on the corner of 47th and Park not that I've ever been there but that's where it was I remember it from the video she wakes up every day at around 12 at night she wakes up at yep. midnight gets herself ready drives through the city goes and buys her groceries fills up her cart drives it out around 3 o'clock in the morning to her spot on Park uh, 47th and Park in the middle of New York City and then she'll put her coffee on, start making her breakfast rolls, and she'll feed all the people in that area on their um, way to work. Hmm. That's her rhythm. That's her cycle. Yeah. She's made that work. She's now 67. Interesting. Does it every day. Huh. Put kids through college, grandmother, does it every day. That's how she rolls. Impressive. And she said, anything you want to do, if you really want to do it, you set your mind to it, you do it. Yeah. Just because it hasn't happened yet, yeah, doesn't mean it doesn't, doesn't mean work. It can't happen or yeah. doesn't work. And if that's to do with your optimum cycles, then find those optimum cycles. Uh, that's a good name for a cycle shop too. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the uh, the bicycle shop in Lucky Vine? Yes. Called Recycle. Mm. <laughs> Clever clever but okay sleep uh to die to sleep no more as a infamous shakespeare figure once said that idea of the uh, uh, my kind of catchphrase when i see people who don't look like they're awake even though they're awake yeah is this i I, this catchphrase of sleepwalking into the apocalypse because i genuinely feel like a lack of engagement with either where you are as you you don't have to know have any of the answers about who you are but you have the opportunity to be asking and also out in society where society is and where people are generally if you're not engaging with those two things then you you are literally just sleepwalking into nothingness that's it that there is no second run Nope. Like, and a good sleep and that embracing of that process is seems pretty important to a mindfulness on a greater scale. It's more important than we might think it is. I'm I'm feeling like this is going to get a high score. Yeah. God. And there. Ooh ah. Ooh, ooh ah. Just a little bit. Ooh ah. A little bit you, more. You know the um, daylight savings time. Mm. In yeah, before summer, yeah, we lose an hour, mm. and in the fall, we gain an hour. Mm. Spring forward, fall back. Yep. During spring, mm. or when the daylight saving time, when we lose an hour, mm. there's on the next day, there's a twenty something percent increase in heart attacks. No. Yes. And during the fall or when we gain an hour, mm. there's a 21 decrease. Really? Really. According to the uh, Matthew... The, the, the book. The book. The book. The book. The book with stuff in it. That is... Well... I think it's 20, 
25 or 26 percent increase in heart attacks when we lose an hour and 21 percent decrease when we gain an hour well that shows how important sleep is mm. uh, have you got like any sleep goals ways of sleeping or or things that you're aiming for hence the sleep wrist monitor thing i I prefer to be in bed by nine Mm. that's my ideal get to bed time Mm. monday to sunday get up at between 5 30 and 6 a.m um try to get eight hours of sleep when i wake up i drink one lukewarm bottle of water nice. to rehydrate ah. because we lose about one liter of water when we sleep. Oh, suddenly, I feel a bit thirsty. Feel a bit parched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and I try not to go to bed too full or too mm. optimum. Yeah. Try not to drink a lot before I go to bed mm. or... Don't eat a whole watermelon. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Ho-ho. Ho-ho. Um, what about you? I think I just want to keep... Uh, I, I think I want to keep building on wherever I'm at with this kind of enjoyment of it. Genuinely embracing the idea. And I think sleep can often feel like a defense... Maybe you can read more into that than necessary with any forms of inebriation or being able to sleep with alcohol or drugs or... Oh, they, or, did, they or did a study about that as losing well. losing oneself because you don't want to continue. You don't want to wake up. You don't... And I don't mean that in a, in a critical sense of you're wanting to not live, but you're not wanting to see the sleep as a transition to the next day you're wanting to see the sleep as a kind of protection as a kind of a barrier like oh oh, it's a part of your 24 hours yeah it it like like um it'll it'll uh it'll somehow make everything a little bit better if i just curl into a ball and just try and sleep but just try and sleep and i'll wake up and everything will be fine it won't be any different to how it is now no like the frame of mind that you're going to bed with is more or less as important as the frame of mind you're going to wake with and your brain the wonderful weird jellyfish that it is will always throw curveballs no matter how focused you are you can often wake up i have an image in my brain from my dreams from last night which were really weird and you'll wake up going, huh? Have you noticed if you've been drinking? Water or alcohol. Alcohol. Mm. You're not dreaming? It does kind of do that. And, and I don't know whether it's because you're not or whether you don't register it in the same way. You don't. You don't. And the day after the body or the brain tries to catch up so you have more dreams after the day after you've been drinking oh weird i didn't the know the same that. with smoking pot or yeah. they talked about it on the podcast yeah 
And I didn't know that. I mean, and from years of having had a drink here and there, maybe I hadn't kind of been aware of the bunny hopping catch up cycle for yeah. sure. Um, uh, there is, I'll just use as a little bookend, there is this very strange idea. Um, I don't know where it fits in with sort of theory category wise about being able to wake within your dreams. Be careful, people. It is a very weird process. Uh, you can almost try and get uh, control of your sleep state uh, persona. Um, but it takes a lot of concentration and it sends people a little bit bonkers. A buddy of mine actually bought like an eye mask with two small or two concentrated red lights. All right. Uh, to... When he started dreaming, hmm. he could see the red lights, and then he was thinking, "Ah, oh, I'm only dreaming." So yeah. he could kind of take control over the dream. It's kind of that. It's like you can see your hand. It's that's a good example. That's one that's used. Is that if you can see your hand and register that you're seeing your hand, you can just start to get your waking loop of brain activity to, as you say, with the red light, ah. Uh, this is a dream yeah um but that goes into weird levels but i think it's worth relating like we talk, also talked about magic those cycles are going on when you're awake as well yeah it's all just a matter of perspective as to how you're relating to your activities um, yeah. thought process wise um we love sleep we love we sleep. love sleep we could call ourselves team sleep but that's already a band name so yeah. we'll have to uh refer to them um what are we going to rate sleep 10 10 it's two tens today double tens double tens yeah that would be four tens in total that's a successful game of golf Ooh, a bit unconventional yeah um may i ask you dear sir what your value item might be this week I had something and then I forgot what it was because I didn't write it down right away. Oh, interesting. Annoying. Maybe it was something that kind of passed through. But I can add something else. Hey, dude, this is your podcast. You and, you and write the rules. Sleep tracker. Sleep tracker. Get one. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm not going to get one. Why? Because I because I'm really in control of my kind of sleep rhythms right now so i'm gonna and until i need some help i will keep on the path i'm on but i really like the recommendation for people being aware like to grasp the opportunity i thought i thought when i went to bed and fell asleep at around 9 30 mm-hmm. and woke up at 5 30 i would poof, i would get around eight hours mm. but i'm not Mm. but i'm like um, i'm a little bit weirdly superstitious with things like that if yeah. i know i'm meant to be thinking about something else it's like my idea of getting an alarm clock so my phone isn't in the room yeah like it will almost mess with your head a little yeah bit. a little bit yeah uh, although it's doing a good thing but i will perhaps overanalyze slightly one yeah. way or the other I'm going to recommend something also sleep-related. Oh, which is the band Sleep. Ah, mm. Now, Sleep were are a stoner rock group um, who released a couple of pretty 
astonishing records. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Really? Really? Uh, one is like a full-length six-track uh, incredible thing called Jerusalem or Dope Smoker, depending on which edit it is. Yeah. I cannot recommend listening to that enough. So wonderful. Lots of 70s rock and metal influences, but then pushed into these longer stone or drone compositions. Beautiful sounds. Guitarist from that, Matt Pike, went on to form High on Fire, which is a very big rock group. Um and the bassist went on to form Om, and Sleep also released another record called, I think, The Sciences, a couple of years ago. Good stuff. So, Sleep, on all fronts. Yeah. <laughs> I remember what I was going to say now, though, but... Can I recommend two things? Yeah, of course you yeah. can. When I went to um, South, working on yeah. all, yeah. I listened to one album. A lot of times. Right. It was Godsmack's last album from 2018. Interesting. When Legends Rise. Okay. It's really good. Okay. Check it out. Two music recommendations. Yeah. And one sleep tracker. Yeah. Would we say sleep can be a hobby? Yeah. Get into it. That's a way to wrap that up. Yeah. All right, listeners. We hope this has been... Eye opening and eye closing. (laughs) And uh, it's given you many new things to think about and act upon, as one might with a hobby, Mm -hmm. uh, to uh, engage yourself with what engages you. Um, And get in touch, engage with us. Where can they do that? Well, I tell you what. If you, in a finite amount of time with limits and don't mess around too much with your phone, go to Instagram, you can find us there. Two Fooks at Instagram mm-hmm. you can also go to the dreaded blue pro, uh, uh, social the media the blue right? F yeah the blue F <laughs> as we'll call it from now oh, on oh it's the white F is it the white it's the white F with the blue surrounding yeah the blue square um, where we are registered as two Fuchs with three O's two Fuchs one two three O's drop by say hi if you want uh, you can also send us an email which I always forget, but I'm going to do it, which I think is twofooks at uh, That's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Hotmail or Google? It's info. Yes. At. (laughs) So sorry, I got that so wrong. Info at (laughs) twofooks.com. It's like there's one of those things I've been consciously like, I can't remember that, so I won't remember that. Info at Mm twofooks.com. Perfect. Perfect. And uh, yeah, till next time. Come here, folk. Come here. Come here, good folk. Sit there. There you go. Have a folk biscuit. Have a folk biscuit. Good folk.